the best thing about summertime is that you get cold ice cream. You get to go outside more and it's more funner. The sun is shining and you can wear shorts. Like the beach and the sun. And when you're in the Galway races, you win money. The good thing about it is the carnival. And the and the and the very very best thing about summer is um, it's my favorite thing. Getting ice cream, strawberry ice cream. Going to school, I learned summer started May, June, July. Um, and my little girl, whose birthday is the 1st of May, is always very excited. And I really felt like a bad mother saying to her, in terms of temperatures, that it's warmest from June, July and August. So it's sort of officially, meteorologically, according to us in Met Air. <laughs> Summer is June, July and August for the Northern Hemisphere. Bring me sunshine in your smile Bring me laughter all the while In this world where we live There should be more Now, the festival begins on the eve, so you have Ihebyaltene, and that particular time was regarded in a way as time out of time because the old season, the season of spring was finishing and the season of summer was starting. That interlude was regarded as a time of preternatural energy where various magical acts and so on could be carried out. I've got no deeds to do, no promises to keep. I'm dappled and drowsy and ready to sleep. Let the morning time drop all its petals on me. Life, I love you, all is groovy. This whole idea of movement from one season to another, of animals from the home place to the boolies further afield in the mountains and so on, was regarded again as a time of, of danger, particularly to the animals and to what they represented, which was daring luck and daring income as well. So it was an important time. I suppose I'm always intrigued by, you know, our northern European gardens. They are something we don't appreciate enough. 
the difference, say, of the growth pattern over the summer period to the spring and the winter that has come before that. All our plants that are deciduous, in other words, leaf-losing plants, put on that complete new furnishing of absolutely lovely growth. And they produce the flowers and the beginnings of the fruit, which is the next generation of plants to come. Everything abounds, really. I suppose traditionally it's the season of our bedding plants, our tender perennials, what we call our patio plants. They are extremely happy during our summer months. You're looking at a garden that is full of colour. You're looking at a garden that's rich in growth. You're looking at the peak of the herbaceous border coming on, our annual bedding plants, things like pelargoniums that we traditionally had. They are all starting to do their stuff and give us that sense of a very different garden to that which we would have experienced over the winter period. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea And lingered there so warm and fair to walk with me All summer long we sang a song and strolled on golden sand to sweethearts and the summer wind. It was just actually last winter and I was doing a lot of drawing of the stark trees without their leaves now so there was just very very little colour well I was just using pencil and a bit of charcoal and then you see just the leaves coming on the trees that I just find you know any landscape at all just changes so drastically you're looking at a field and you have a line of trees and they're like soldiers and branches are sticking up and they're just stark against maybe a white or grey background the minute the sun starts to shine And the minute the summer starts, these buds come on and the trees just come alive and your landscape is totally changed. And if you are working with nature in your in your work, these colours tend to come into your work, you know, um, crimsons, blues. um, Whereas in the winter, it will be more ochres and raw sienna. And so your, your palette definitely does change. A lot of animals have had their young in late spring, early summer. So um, what you really have in the summer is a huge population explosion of all animal species. It means there's lots and lots of hungry mouths to feed, but also lots of food out there as well to feed those hungry mouths. So I think if I was to sum up the summer in one word, it would be eating. For example, if you think of a simple bat, like a pipistrel, a tiny little bat, they eat about 3,000 midges every single night. That's just one bat. And a shrew, or a little pygmy shrew, that has to eat its own body weight every day throughout the summer. So there's a lot of eating going on. And of course, those small animals, a swallow would be another example. A swallow eats, I think, is it 60 insects an hour, so an insect every minute. So that adds up. And of course, each of those animals in turn then is prey for bigger animals. So you have pine martens and foxes and otters and owls all chomping on the smaller animal. Time when there's huge explosions in, in insect populations as well. So you have a huge number of bees, um, and obviously they're feeding up as well. And they would have nests where they're collecting food for their young. A lot of insects emerge from from ponds, for example, like dragonflies and mayflies and caddisflies. So they spend the winter in the ponds, growing and growing, and then they metamorphose and they emerge. And uh, they're very very busy in the summer, preparing themselves for breeding and overwintering. Um, and other species like obviously butterflies and moths which are emerging from their their juvenile phases as well. So yeah, there's there's lots out there to see. 
And music is something that is affected by the summer in terms of creating a more languorous or emotional kind of movement. Musicians will use the, the summer as a way of inspiring certain kinds of rhythms in their music. What a day for a daydream. What a day for a daydreaming boy. And I'm lost in a daydream. Dreaming about my bundle of joy And even if time ain't really on my side It's one of those days for taking a walk outside I'm blowing the day to take a walk in the sun And fall on my face on somebody's new mode lawn There is absolutely no doubt that there is love in the air. You've got the bare arms and the bare legs. You've got the much more vibrant colours. If you talk about the way birds display their plumage, you know, we're out, women are out in beautiful dresses. The boys watch the girls while the girls watch the boys who watch the girls go by. Up and down. People are more visible. They're also better humoured, so that is going to bring greater attraction. All those senses are in play, so people are much more kind of sensually alert. The hair is glowing and they feel more attractive. They are glowing. You've been listening to The Curious Ear with children from Skull and Lynn of Iesa Galway, Evelyn Cusack, Patricia Lysett, Paul Marr, Anna Byrne, Ferdia Marnell, Stephen Elliott and Mary Murray. And I'm Evelyn McClafferty. Sitting on a darker 